You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. I do. Yeah, that's right. What's up, everyone? Paul Baslakis, Salvatore Cusimano, Brad Weisgerber. We are Inside Real Estate. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Jeff Packer with the Packer Group, Caldwell Banker out in Plymouth. Um, welcome to the show. I'm glad you made it here. It, obviously, it's a big deal to have you here. We appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah, good um, to be here. Just so everybody knows, thank you so much for all the, all the feedback. Go to irepodcast.com. Uh, send us some feedback if you have questions, concerns, anything like that. If you if you like our show, please, please go ahead and give us a review and give us some, some stuff on, on like iTunes, is it? Feedback's a gift. That's right. Feedback is a gift. You're right. Um, Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, just just so we, we, we get this clear. So uh, uh, next week we've got um, uh, uh, we've got Habib on the show, and Brad, you weren't Barry here. Barry Habib. Habib. Yeah, you weren't on the show last week, and nope. but we pre- pre-recorded it because I'm going to be in Europe. So we pre- and so like, but you're here now. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. You've been on a so so. Just so you know, Jeff, uh, Brad is from the 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 UP, uh, the Upper Peninsula, which is yeah. basically a different country, right? Um, yep. And uh, Brad, it's Canada. It's basically it's Canada. Not Canada. Ba- I mean, no. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's not even Canada. So you you went on a you you bought a camper. You took the family camping for two weeks. Yeah. How was that? It was fantastic. You look good. You shaved. I did not shave no, yet. Not shaved. I have not shaved yet. Your I hair changed even, colors. I haven't too. finished unpacking my hair. That's the shittiest yet. beard I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I, complete Joe Dirt. If that's two, if that's two weeks worth of growth, I'm it sorry, is, man. It yeah. is. It's yeah. bad. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. Trust me. Rub some testosterone on that. That's why I never grow it. You guys, I just haven't shaved it yet. So last night, everybody was doing this app where you make yourself older, and and, and like Brad just looks like that. So, <laughs> man, Brad, Brad's is uh, good. Brad looks like no. Uh, I thought I was happy with mine. I was like, man, I can. He looks like John. Man, I look like a dried up raisin in my. It, well, it, look, I I already have the gray hair. Yeah. So I, how do you make gray or gray? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you, you're gonna be, you're gonna be good it's... looking forever. This guy's <laughs> dapper as shit. Um, so uh, Jeff, obviously, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. I want to I want to get into your story because obviously you've kind of built a really good business. We met you yesterday, and, and by the way, shout out to real producers of Wayne County. Yeah. Uh, they just we we've been a partner of theirs in Oakland County. Now we're at Wayne County. They, they did a really good event yesterday at really Toll Brothers. Yeah. Uh, um, Model home, which was one gorgeous point, home. Go, yeah, one, yeah, it was wild. The closet, yeah, and that, which closet? <laughs> yeah, you like you like <laughs> yeah. the master bedroom closet. Which, yeah, yeah. there's a cl- master closet in every and room, the living yeah. room in yeah. the master bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It was really yeah. nice house. Yeah. So Jeff, you were you were, you were basically featured in the magazine. So congratulations yeah. on Thank that. You. Obviously, you're doing good things. So I, I, I kind of want to get into for for you. You know how you built your business. I think yeah. it's interesting because you, you talked about it yesterday, and you said, you know, there's a lot of ways to build your business, and everybody right. can do different things. Absolutely. And you chose to do it a certain way, and I want you to, to kind of talk about your background, how you got into the business, and kind of how, how you built that business from there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think uh, the biggest thing for me is I, I, I never really built the business in a way that was uh, some gimmick, right? right? Like there wasn't like a specific niche. Although I guess you could say, looking back on it now, there is a niche that I have, which is just when you take good care of people. Mm-hmm. They just tend to take care of you. Yeah, which is crazy that that's a niche, right? 
Well, it's wild. Right. It's, it's wild. But, there, it's but, you, but you look at it. There, I mean, it's it, true, it, though. even in the Metro Detroit area, and some of the the really big players that that are there, you know, they may focus very heavily on certain type of marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. it's radio marketing or something like that, Billboards. or maybe they really focus on you know uh, calling through expireds and fizzbos, and they want to be like the best agent at that. And that's there's nothing wrong nothing with that. Nothing wrong with it. I agree. But the I just knew that was never me. You know, like I dabbled in it when I when I first started in the business, and I was just like, man. Like I do not enjoy this part of the business, right. you know, yeah, you just, I, yeah, I just enjoy being with people like get me nose to nose, toes to toes. And, and that's what I want to be doing. And so, so we just, you know, have kind of organically built this thing over, over time. And I think that the, the telling thing for me is, is, uh, in the last year, you know, we all obviously a good, good business discipline is just tracking everything. Right. Yeah. So we, we always track our source and where everything's coming from really diligent about that. But, but, uh, you know, Sphere of influence, past clients and referrals. That, that's everybody's bread and butter. I mean, if, if you could grow that, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? I, I think that's a more sustaining business, right. just so you know. Absolutely. You're not dependent on one thing, like marketing, whatever yeah. it may be, right? Yeah. Like, and, and in my opinion, it's uh, the most predictable. Yeah. Like, you always know well, how your people you, are going to respond. Yep. And you'll always have uh, a foot in whatever niche that that comes to be the 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 trend right? right so if short sales are a big thing well you took to care of a ton of people right, right. they're going to call you as opposed Correct. to like maybe the short sales specialist who thrives in one moment and then right. it's kind of down afterwards right. right well and i think so you bring up a good point i mean how many people were um massive foreclosure agents yeah and where are they now they're dried up Right. It's hard. There's very few that did a, a really good job of reinventing themselves after that. Yeah. Uh, one of them actually is in our office and he does a fantastic job of, of reinventing himself from the foreclosure agent to, to being one of the top. He's actually the top producer in our office and does a fantastic Who's job. That? That's Andrew Hargraves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he, awesome. He, I mean, he did an awesome job of seeing the shift, knowing that that mm-hmm. market was going to dry up and, 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 and shifting. And he does a lot of things like I do. He just cares well for people. And so, so I think that's where we were talking about this before the show started is just how can you adapt as the market changes? Yeah. Because the market's always going to change. It's, it's never going to stay the same, adapt. right? Like it. I've been doing this for 15 years. I've seen the worst of the worst buyer's markets, you know, with the recession that yeah. hit. And then now, you know, we've had a really good 10-year run. And now we're starting to see the market normalize. And and, and, and it's like, but how are you going to adapt? Right. And for us, like I think that ad- adaptation has just been like – that's just been my my career, you know, like it's just been like I got in in 2005. It, it, the market tanked like like I think a quarter later. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, th- they're yeah. still looking into maybe I'm the reason that we, the, <laughs> the whole thing the happened. I don't know. Like they're like, <laughs> like, like this guy started in business yeah. and the market started tanking. Yeah. You know what's You're going the on? Black cat, yeah, you know, right? but. Yeah. But but what we've just seen is that when we took good care of people during all the short sale years, and, and they, they're just coming back to us because they remember like that we were honest, we were we we're upfront, we always mm-hmm. did the right thing, you know, we always uh, actually answered the phone and talked to people and returned their messages and 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 things like that, and that that just that that imprints on people, and it's what built our business, and so seventy two percent of our business last year came from those three sources, which is like fifty percent more than what most agents will experience. That that model makes so much sense to me. I don't understand. Understand the the cold calling and the constantly beating up the phones. You, you spend a lot of money on those leads, and you're just constantly having to refill that right. basket. Yeah, but but to his point, you can have success in that. You can. Well, I, I think. It's, but I think it's a lot smarter to do it the way you're doing it because, well, for one, from the consumer standpoint, you you know you're going to get good service because that's how your business is built. Well, it's a, it's a slower ball to roll, right? Yes. And it gets right. bigger and bigger. But you don't have to 
reinvent yourself because you're yourself anyway. Right. 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 So right. You, really, you're just taking opportunities. Well, and that's and that's the thing is like I just tell people like I I just happen to do real estate, but like my primary like who I would be regardless of whatever industry I ever was in. I would just care well for people because yeah. I just like people. Like, and I think that's the problem is there's a lot of people that get into this business. They don't really like people. They don't yeah. like people. You know what I mean? Pro- like yeah. they like money. It's yeah. profits you over know? people. Yeah. It's, and it should be people over profits. Correct. They tend right? to fizzle yeah. out. Yeah. And they do. They do. Yeah. But there's some that, that, that don't, right? Yeah. Like they just – they have found a way to like you know, monetize capture, yeah. transactions. Correct. Listen, nothing's better than when you're in a transaction. Let's say like an appraisal comes in low, right? right? And right. it's like, oh, man, sellers are pretty – Pretty, we're like five grand off, right? right? And everyone's like, "All right, I'll chip in fifteen hundred. I'll chip in fifteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do fifteen hundred or whatever." And borrower will have to bring an extra five hundred, right? And they get the house they want, right? 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 As opposed to now, nah, we're going to relist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, well, and it, it, it's like I, I joke around nowadays, but it's like I'm a, a, a probably the best degree I should have. Uh, maybe I'll go back. Who knows? But should have gotten was was a psychology degree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, when you're talking about people's biggest asset, right, the, like the stress level that they put themselves under over this. Mm-hmm. And 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 a lot of people in the industry will say, like, they're calling me constantly. They always, you know, and it's just like they're a nuisance as a client. I'm like, no, no, they no, don't they're, know they're, they're a real person. Yeah, they're yeah. humans. They're a real person. Yeah. And put yourself in their shoes and like if, if you knew the one person that you hired to help give you advice and guide you through the way is not giving you the time of the day not returning your messages like it's just going to cause them to be stressed out even more yeah and so Pick up the so, phone. so look most of this gray hair is is over the fact that like i cannot put my head down at night yeah. until i've made sure that i've reached out to the people that work for us or work with us so i, I think it's a good message because a lot of agents come into the business and then like Man, how am I going to get my business going? That guy has billboards, and that guy does this, and you know that guy a, does that. A humbling experience. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I was just totally thinking did. about it. Yeah. But, okay. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a lot of agents and a lot of mortgage professionals do not own homes, right? Like I would say like they do it for a while, and mm-hmm. then they end up buying a home. And it's always funny because we've done so many deals for agents themselves. It's like buying their first house. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, my yeah. God. Like. This is how it is. Yeah. And this they're calling stressful. me all the time. They're like, yeah. I'm sorry for blowing you up. But it, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you get it now. Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, no, that's so true. Yeah. And that is like, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you're a person just it, like them, right? Because quite honestly, you know, I help a lot of people sell homes. Like that's my primary, primary role on the team is to, to list and, and sell them. I didn't sell my first home until 2000 and. It was like three years ago. Yeah. I bought my first home, you yeah. know, when I first got in the business, but I never was a seller. No, until yeah, then. you don't sell. Right? Uh, and so it's like yeah. a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I had sold other houses, but they were flip houses. Yeah. And I didn't really have emotional attachment to that. Yeah. Right? So it was, so for me, like to actually sell yeah. the family home and it, 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 I will say it was, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it helps you understand the emotion, the emotion that somebody's going through. So when, when, you know, they, they brought their kids there, you know, we were talking about our kids before the show, you know, all my three children were born in that house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. And uh, yeah. And they still actually That's three hard. years later, yeah. you know, they're still talking about like, Hey, like I miss our old house. And it's yeah. funny because My like our new house, our, our new house is like four times bigger. I'm yeah. like, what do you mean you miss that house? Like, no, I, 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 I would have stayed there. I like, really <laughs> hard for this. Ungrateful yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's yeah. the same way. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I guess what I was trying to say earlier is like, so there's all these things and people get in the business and they're like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. And I need to do it. Ultimately, ultimately, and, it is, and I think this has more legs and more longevity. If you just do good work, 
Yeah. Yes, it's harder. It will it'll probably take more time. And you can always supplement with leads or whatever that whatever you want. But ultimately, if you can build a referral-based business where you are just known for doing good a good work and people gravitate to, towards that, absolutely. That is a a much stronger place to be and it, ultimately. It is hard because people will fall for the gimmick, right? Yes. So like for us, like a big part of our uh business is real relationships, right? So yeah. once in a while it's like, "Hey, I I'm working with so and so now, right? They're right. doing this for me." Yeah, and then it's like, okay, okay, good luck, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, like best of luck, and then like talk to you in sixty two, days, three, four months later, yeah. like we get a call, like, hey, you know, that wasn't worth they it. They couldn't, they it couldn't, wasn't worth yeah. It. But we don't hold it against yeah. them. No. Yeah, hey, no, we get we it. It's business. We weren't paying that or doing yeah. that. So yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody wants a. a <laughs> The reality of where we are in this this society right now is everybody wants the quick fix. They want it. They want the shiny the, object. The shiny object. They want. They they, they think this is going to be the, the 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 thing that's going to solve everything. Right. Nothing solves anything. Right. It just what solves Nothing things solves anything. It doesn't. What, what the only thing that will solve things is hard work, perseverance, good work. Mm-hmm. That that will get you much farther. Communication. 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 Communication is key. So like when I first started in the business, I actually started as a buyer's agent, worked for a guy who who was my brother-in-law at the time. He's an ex-brother-in-law now, but uh, we don't want to talk about that. Okay. We're not let's, going to Let's yeah. not yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, we're, not, we're not going All right. <laughs> but anyway, so um, uh, but those, those first four years of, 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 of uh, uh, my, my beginning of career, uh, you know, I just told people like, oh, that was 2005, 6, 7, 8. Think mm-hmm. about that. Like I was a brand new agent during like the subprime That's market That's super crash. valuable, by the way. What well, you went through, oh, yeah. what we all went, what oh, you, yeah. I went through. It's super it's valuable. It's super valuable. Yeah. I actually tell people all the time, I was dumb enough. I was naive enough. To stay in it. <laughs> I, 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 all I knew how to do was work hard because yeah. I've, I've just always been a Midwest guy, yeah. right? And, and so born in Wisconsin, lived in Iowa for several years, moved out to, to uh, the Washington Township, you know, yeah. and lived out there for a couple of years and then, and then back to Iowa, graduated uh, from the University of Northern Iowa, all and right. then came back here to, all to Midwest. Michigan. Yeah. All Midwest. But the, the one thing is there's just a work ethic that exists here. I agree with that. That yes. is, you will not find totally in a lot of other areas of the country where yes. it's just like, look, I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and do something tough. Like I, I tell people all the time, I had a paper route at a young age. Like yeah. I grew up in a pretty poor family. And so, yeah. so I had to mow lawns. I had to go pick dandelions. I had to, you know, I think, um, uh, details of corn. Right, like not too many people are like, what, what's, what, what are you talking about with detasseling corn, you know? But, but, uh, but, but it's a lot of hard work, you yeah. know. And and that was like that was everybody's summer job in Iowa, you yeah. know. Is 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 if you were a teenager, you detasseled corn and and you'd make a couple of grand in a in a two week uh, time period. So it was good money, but it was hard work. Mm-hmm. And so so th- those were the things that prepared me to do this. And so in two thousand eight and two thousand nine, I mean, I remember my first short sale. It was in the subdivision. That I lived in, and I got a call from uh, Green Path, uh, which is located up in Farmington Hills, yep. right? And uh, and so they called me up, and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're working with this client, and uh, and and we understand that they're um, they owe more than the home's worth, and uh, we and we know they need to sell, and you've got it listed, and and we think um, we can get them approved to do a short sale." And I'm like, "A short what? Like what? What are you even talking about?" What is a short sale? I remember having yeah. go Google yeah. short sale yeah. and go like. Oh, like there's a path that can get people out of their home. Bing. And and so it's just like, yeah. okay, then we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And and so we took good care of people. We did it in an honest and, and an honest way and 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 there's clients that I have that that I had sat down with who I said 
don't do this. Yeah. Right? Like when a lot of agents were like, oh, yeah, we could do this. We can go help you buy a house and then we'll, we'll, we'll forfeit on this one. And, and, and I was like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Don't ruin your credit. Don't j- just stay put for two or three more years. I promise you the market's going to rebound. And, and, and then it did. And guess what? Those people, Came back so pouring, thankful. and now yeah. not only did I get the transaction of helping them buy and sell their place when the time was right, but you know how many referrals I get out of that relationship because that is strong. I took good care of them. So uh, yeah. you just see how the audience understands if you're in any industry, the power of saying no when it's the right thing to do is so so powerful. We get caught into, and even people in our industry, every industry, right? People just want to please, want to want a. Yep. A, they want to give them whatever they want without giving them really good advice. And B, it's transactional. Yeah. They want the money. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I want to get as much as possible. Yeah. Well, ultimately, if you're not doing right by the client, you will lose, you will step back so much farther. Right. And what happened for you is you probably didn't take as many profits then. Yeah. But it catapulted you yeah. after. Well, and, 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 and this is a very, um, personal story about myself in terms of that whole time. But I remember, so about the time, so two, it was it was uh, between um, fourth quarter of 08 and first quarter of 09. Uh, things started getting rocky between the relationship that I had, you know, where where I was working previously, and and so I I left. Okay. And and that was probably a hard decision because you're probably a loyal guy, right? A very loyal guy. Yeah, I could tell. It was family. You okay. know, oh wow. So, so obviously, uh, um, that's that, a hard. That's a, that makes it even harder. Very tough. Yeah. And it's in 2009. Like, if you guys remember 2009, the uh, the winter of 2009, we barely sold anything. Yep. And if you did, if you were lucky enough to sell something, it had probably a twenty, uh, anywhere from like a five percent to ten percent, you know, uh, appraisal issue. Oh, I've to overcome every, like almost everything. everything. So it's like, yeah, you got, you got, you got a contract. Great. That wasn't even the biggest hurdle. It, I mean, that was already a big hurdle, but, but the biggest had- hurdle was then getting through the appraisal process. And so deals were falling apart left and right and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I just remember, so for, for my wife and I, we had started a journey um, to, to become debt free. And, and, and part of that was because again, the gray hair, uh, I, you know, the, when you're in a hundred percent commission based business, as, as you guys know, yeah. I, I mean, it's just stressful you when, you got, when you're married, yeah. you got, th- you got yeah. kids to take care of, Carrying you got, you know, all of that other stuff to, 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 to figure out. And so, so we had gotten, um, so, so, so we were, uh, getting to a point where we were close to being debt free. It would have been probably like, we, we were projecting maybe hopefully sometime in the, 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 the um, early 2010. Is what we were kind of thinking, and so here I am thinking about you know leaving, and uh, and at that point in time, it's daunting, man. we we actually considered moving out of state. Yeah, um, uh, so still, a lot of people did. Yep, a lot of people did, but we we considered doing that, uh, but just all these things fell into place for us, and it just made sense. And I, I and that's when I went over to Cobalt Banker Preferred there in, in um, Plymouth, and it was like instantly my phone just started ringing, like not like I didn't. It was like almost like people just knew. That like I needed to to do some business, That's and interesting. It, it was like nothing I really did. It's just all of a sudden people wanted to the support phone you. Started they wanted to ringing. support you almost, but they didn't even know I had made the transition. Oh. That's what was weird. Like, That's interesting. Like so, so I'm a man. The of, universe will give you what you put out yeah. there. I, I believe right. that. Yeah, and I so for me, I'd say it a little bit different, but because I'm a man of faith. Yeah. So I, I grew up as a pastor's kid. I, I would just say the Lord provided in yeah. a time where I needed it. Yeah. Right. And so I just I got 
all of a sudden, all this stuff coming. So instead of paying off all of our debt in 2010, we did it that summer of 09. Wow. In a time when it, wow. it was like, I, I mean, like all of this business just started coming. And I was just like, this is insane. Yeah. Like there should be no reason this is happening. But there was a reason. It was four and a half years of foundational, foundational stuff of just stuff. taking good care of people. And so in 2009, when everybody was you know, saying, hey, it's a great time to buy, great time to buy. Well, guess what? Everybody was referring their, their, mm-hmm. their friends and family over to us. Yeah. And so I was able to, to capitalize on that. And then as the government stepped in and had all those first-time homebuyer credits and things like that, that, that catapulted things even further. But for us, what that then allowed us to do is I, I remember July of 09 was the first employee that I hired. And and then and then that was the start of really the the Packer Group. That's and, interesting. Uh, and 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 then it's just been a wild ride since. You know, every year we've we've done more business, not because we 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 had a very like specific plan. I mean, I do business planning and things like that, but it's not like we had a very specific plan. It's just business just kept pouring in, and it's because Good we just work. continue to do the right thing for the right people, and we just were us. Yeah. We were just authentic, passionate about what we do. I mean, if I had a dollar back then for every time I sat down with somebody and they'd be like, man, we interviewed three agents. All of them were like kind of doom and gloom and just like, ugh, because everybody was beat up then. I mean, I was even beat up. Yeah, it was a dust bowl. It was horrible. But when yeah. I was sitting down with them, they're like, you're the only guy who actually had like some sense of passion about what you're doing. Yeah. And, and so again, that's contagious. And that's just me being me. And, uh, and I just can't help it. I just love helping people. It's not the real estate stuff. I mean, real estate's fun for me, but it's just, if I can help people and be a, a, an avenue for that, I'm going to get fired up. Real estate just, all is the just a conduit for you to right. do that, regardless of what it was. Regardless of what it would be. So think about that, guys. Like, like, we talk about this all the time. I mean, that's how we, we built our business. And when, even when we started our business, we got a lot of that, right? When we first started, people were like, let's, let's, you know, we got a lot of business, which was interesting back then. But the reality is, we built our business and we forget that sometimes I forget it sometimes the, the foundation of who we are is we just do good work. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you just continue to do that, yeah. that will translate and that has longevity in the market much more than a marketing plan right. or this gimmick over here. Ultimately, right. it's how good are you to your people? Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. That's a great message. So, so shifting gears a little bit now, obviously you're, you're a prof- I mean, you've been in the business for some time. You've seen yeah. the ups and downs. Yeah. Anybody, in my opinion, that lived through the 2008, 2009 era yeah. has a really good perspective on, on the market because of that, just that, that, that experience. Now we're seeing some, some changes. Yeah. We are seeing some changes yeah. and, th- and we can't pretend like we're not, especially where you are and I, yeah. where I live, which yeah. we don't get a lot of realtors from that area, uh, in the studio. Uh, I'm a Novi and I've noticed personally that houses are sitting long. Yeah. Uh, there's less houses on the market or not, not less houses. It, it, it just seems like the market there, especially has yeah. shifted a little bit. So tell yeah. me your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, um, you guys are familiar with the absorption rate, right? Like yeah, that's a yeah. that's a terminology most people. Yeah. It's just I'm surprised at how many agents. Like if you ask them, can you explain absorption rate? They no, they, no. they won't really yeah. really. In my opinion, it's actually the single most important uh, measure that we can look at to determine the temperature of the market, right? Yeah. Hot, cold, neutral, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah, so of- uh, so every time I run a market analysis, which is about you know, for a client, sit down with them and, and things like that, which on average, I'm probably, you know, going out on about four to five listing appointments a week, personally, myself. And uh, when I'm sitting down with people, by the way, he's, that means he goes out, he, you're yeah, still working. Not, yeah. 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 I'm not just sending yeah. a team member. Yeah. Yeah. They're going out on their own, but, but still, for me, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing that. So 
when I sit down with people, I always go over absorption rate numbers. I know the absorption rate numbers for every house that I, that I go out on. And uh, Explain and, to the audience just because yes, we've got – what we've got, that looks yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. So what we would look at is uh, let's just say an average house in, in Canton where I live uh, is, is right around 300000 Sure. Okay. So I'm going to probably look at a price range. I'm going to look at everything in Canton. Canton has three different school districts. So we mm-hmm. would focus – like let's just say it's in Plymouth Canton School District. Yeah. So we would look at Canton, Plymouth Canton School District, and then we would put a price range of like – Maybe sometimes I'll do it at a fifty thousand dollars price range to pay on the house, or sometimes I'll do a hundred thousand dollars price range. And if it's three hundred, I probably do a hundred thousand dollars price range. So two fifty to three fifty price range. If it's a three hundred thousand dollars home, yeah, that's your trough, right? right. So that that that's really all that I'm looking at is 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 area school district and a price range. And and so what we look at is we look at how many are active, how many sold in the last six months. We figure out what our monthly average is. And then we divide that out by how many are active. And then that will give us an absorption rate number, which is if, 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 if no more homes hit the market, how quickly would it the existing inventory be gone? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, so, so the units we're looking for is either days or months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's usually months is, is the unit sure. you're looking at. So when you look at that, um, I would say in most of the lower price ranges, we're still in what we would consider a seller's market. A seller's market is anything ca- categorized where absorption rate or, or month supply of inventory. Those are two different categories, by the way, but they're similar. And you're thinking like like two fifty and below, two hundred, two uh, one fifty. I, I would actually ranges. probably say at least in the area that I do business, which is up and down that two seventy five corridor. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, uh, I would say kind of that four hundred, four fifty and under. And under, right? Yeah. Now, Conforming now limit about three fifty and under for sure. Three fifty and under. You know, we're we're still looking at absorption rates that are falling somewhere between um, you know point seven five months, like three. Th- you know, not even a full month, upwards to to maybe two months. But not much good. higher than yeah, two months. Still, pretty good. still really good. It, usually in the, um, uh, the last couple of years when the market's been super white hot, um, if you're at one month or under, I mean, you're probably, you list that house, it's probably gotten Multiple seven, offers. eight, nine yeah. offers yeah, on yeah. it. You know, you're getting 30 people through the first weekend, things like that. Yeah. So when, uh, so then when I look at, um, you know, kind of, uh, and so the trend that I've been seeing is that the higher price point homes, so you start getting into like the, the the you know 400 to 500 you know or 350 to 500 you're starting to see it closer to 3 months maybe 3 and a half months and then so you get longer, above yeah. 5 um you know Six, so, seven, so 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 yeah. Canton you know Plymouth Northville Novi South Lyon those areas have higher price homes you know you're getting I'm starting to see actually absorption rates uh 4 to 5 months yeah um which is still which is fine you know, like a lot of people don't realize there is a market in between a seller and buyer's market, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we see people see the shift and they're all starting to scream, hey, it's a buyer's market. Well, no, it's probably just a normal market. Yeah. You know, when you're right. in that three to six month range, um, it's just normal. You know, like it might – certain houses might be favored more towards the seller because it's maybe a more desirable location. Maybe it's been – Quality. Right, the, right. the really nice home, whatever it is. Um, maybe really – like maybe it's a, a 10 out of 10 on greatschools.org as yeah. far as the elementary school yeah. or whatever. So those things will, will dictate some of that stuff and make it maybe more desirable and, and maybe slant it more towards the sellers uh, and getting multiple offers still. Where then there's other homes that, that may just struggle. 
you yeah. know, and we're seeing this. I've got I've got a million dollar home in in downtown Northville, super desirable area, but it's 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 struggling to get sold because there's just it's not that it's not priced right because it is. It's just there's not a lot of buyers. Well, and also to spend uh, that kind of money. Yeah, right? exactly. <sighs> that pool of of humans looking for that that price range is is, is small as much it is smaller. much yeah. smaller, right? Yeah, uh, and it, they're also much pickier. They're, they're, there's there's just a whole mm-hmm. de- different. It's a different market of that price range. They say yeah. that's a, a leading indicator, though, right? Yes, yeah. usually when yes. People yeah. in that position start tightening up, or yeah. you know, not yeah. not spending or yeah. and whatnot. It it trickles down and snowballs. To Absolutely, it. and that's why we have to pay attention to it. But I don't think we have to necessarily say, oh, you know, like nobody's going to be buying houses and it's going to become a buyer's market. I mean, we were talking about this before the show. I, you know, bottom line is, is that in the lost decade, we'll call it of of kind of like the recession and and all of what we kind of uh, went through. Um, maybe a, a lot of people weren't buying homes, but a lot of people were were still doing things that create human beings, right? Babies. Babies. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that drives popu- a lot. Yeah. Population growth still happened, right? right? Actually, you'd, you'd probably make an argument because people didn't have a whole lot of money at that time or money was a lot tighter. There was probably a lot more baby making that, that was happening. Yeah, that's, right? that's true. In time, downtimes, and, and, yeah, people and do so, that. So when you look at things like, like I pay a lot of attention to um, Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Okay. Um, this guy, in, in my opinion, this guy is like uh, the like who Warren Buffett is to the mm-hmm. um, investment world, you know, yeah. as far as financial industry. I, I think Lawrence Yoon is to he's like the our real very heavy. Industry. Yeah, he's like he, our very, I should get him on the show. Yeah. I need to get him on the show. He's, yeah. <laughs> If you could get Lawrence, that'd okay, be I'm gonna awesome. Get I'm gonna get um, but phenomenal guy, right? And and he talks about this all the time. Is that that for like a decade when the builders stopped building, you know, the the the, the demand for in, or housing was still growing. Like mm-hmm. we still had population growth. We still had you know all this stuff. It's just what happened is is it shifted now a little bit, right? Like we're starting to see even with the resurgence of downtown Detroit, right? Like mm-hmm. there's this shift towards urban life. Mm-hmm. That that especially like the millennials and things like that are looking for, but not it's not only the millennials. You look at a lot of the fifty five and older, you know they're they're showing up in downtown. Listen, Detroit, I was man. in Midtown. We went to Cash Gold Cash for the other night for my birthday, and it blew. Like every time I go down there, it blows my mind yeah. even more. Every time, yeah. and I'm talking months difference yeah. between them, right? And strollers, people riding their bikes, yeah. age demographics were, were were it wasn't just your millennials Correct. it was all across it was the board. Across the board. Yeah. And families, everything. And like here's a great example. So I had I was working with somebody a couple of years ago. We sold their house in Canton. They bought a condo in Northville. And then at the same time they were buying that condo in Northville, they closed on a condo down in Detroit. Yeah. And and they're a empty nester. They just wanted to have a place in they Detroit just, because they were there every weekend, going to the sports games. You know, oh, when yeah. I mean, it, we we sometimes forget how lucky we are to have all four of our major league uh, sports teams down in the city. It now. was a big, cha- it was it's a, a big, big deal. deal. It's yeah. a big you know, deal. so you got you got you got all this draw down there, and it's this vibrant life. So I think what's shifted a little bit, at least especially locally here, is that we're we're seeing a trend a little bit more towards towards urban life. You know, we're seeing like downtown Dearborn's getting a, a major facelift Dude. by Ford Motor. Company, it's unreal right? what's going on there too. Yeah. It's beautiful down and, there now. And I sat in on a city planning meeting uh, just this week where we had um, Northville and, and Farmington and Canton and Plymouth and Plymouth Township and Plymouth City all there telling us all of the stuff that they have going on. And it's like almost – I'd probably say close to 60 to 70 percent of the um, of, of the construction going on for residential in those areas are all geared towards empty nesters. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's changing. It's, it, and so we, we see the population is getting older. Um, most of the new construction stuff, as far as commercial stuff, is all like um, uh, assisted living housing. It, I can't, like, so I can't, tons it's of those are popping up everywhere, right? Yeah. And then and then even Canton, for instance, they've got like six projects that are all apartments right mm-hmm. now. They mm-hmm. hardly had apartments being built for like probably two decades. Like the, la- the last probably apartment complex in there was like most of them are late seventies, early eighties, and now they're building like five five or six of them that, that are all on, uh, in a similar area. But it's just like it, – it, and it's crazy. Like the monthly rent on some of these places is like 2400 a month. No, they're not cheap. No, they, no, they, no. They, they, People could buy a house. Yeah, they buy but a really big but, house. But we're seeing from all the NAR and, and reports and things like that is that there is a little bit of a, a shift, a paradigm shift in terms of, of, of what people's mindsets are right. about where Thank they want to live. Yeah, right? right? It's not always a house. Well, here's a, a big thing for empty nesters too, right, is – well, I want to be in Florida, right? At least in our area, it's like right. Yeah. So why spend X, right? Right. And but my grandkids are like here, a, so I, I'm going to get a place here and, and fly right, down like the a summers, condo. Yeah, then, the summers they're the, staying in a condo here or, we'll or rent, renting. We'll rent a condo down Florida. in Florida, yeah. right? Yeah. For a few months, and every yeah. year we can do a new place in Florida. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, we're seeing that a lot. So you're you're experiencing a lot of this, especially where you're at. And to your point. Earlier, just just to go back to this, the guys and girls in Detroit that have been working that area for forever, right? Yeah. And putting in all that work. Yeah. To your point, what we talked about earlier, all that work that they did and yeah. kind of toughen it out, they're probably reaping the rewards oh, yeah. now, right? Oh, Think yeah. about yeah. that. Absolutely. You know, people were like, why are you in Detroit, dude? Yeah. Like there's, you're yeah. selling $40,000 houses. Yeah. Now they're the experts. Now they're, yeah. And yeah. they're going to be the ones that they'll be able to leverage and take advantage of like the, the, cause it, it's coming. I mean, you, you look at Woodward and if you're familiar with like, uh, the, the magical mile in, in, uh, Chicago. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I look at, it's happening. I dude. look at what's there and I look at what they're doing on Woodward and I, I can see a big correlation and I can see where 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 Detroit can set something up. And I mean we could thank obviously Gilbert and yeah, others you know, the for, for yeah. their investment into that type of stuff. But but it's magical. But it's there. a blank slate yeah. in my like yeah. in my like this is the beauty of the, yeah. it's like we're yeah. building a, 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 a a new city from rubble, really, yeah. and then building it up and we're creating it from the where that Hudson's building is, I mean, think how massive that building is going. Oh, that's going to be, be beautiful. Right? I can't awesome. wait till they're yeah. What has happened in Detroit is atypical, but it, it took a lot of effort from. Yeah. from but it will be interesting to see the corridor connect to downtown. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Like There's any, a lot going on, man. Yeah. As far as that goes, but going back to you and, and your challenges now, being that your 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 area of expertise, kind of in this area, you're seeing these different changes. Yeah. So yeah. now we talk about. Adapting, yeah. Like obviously, the core is the same. Do good work, right? Yeah. But ultimately, what do you, what are you doing? I guess for anybody out there that's listening across the country that that kind of is going through a shift in their market, yeah. What are you doing to kind of either uh, insulate yourself or put yourself in position to still succeed through that? Yeah. So that's a great question, and I so so one of the things that we did, uh, I, I'm a firm believer, constantly learning. Right. Like you've got to like I I, like I try not to. I mean, everybody has an ego, but I try not to have a big ego. It's hard. I try to understand that I can learn from anything. Right. I agree. And um, and and my team knows this is is we fail forward. 
That's failure. Awesome. Failure is yeah. never a failure if you uh, fail for it. And obviously, I took that from a book. I can't even remember which one. But but uh, failure is necessary. But it mm-hmm. you, oh, it's it's how I grew. Yeah, it's you know, necessary. it's how I became better. Yeah. When I screwed up, uh, I didn't say, "Man, I screwed up." I, I you know, I'm well, gonna pack bummed. it in and go home. I, what right. I did is I, I I said, "Okay, how can I make sure this never happens again?" Right. So I think for us, um, one of the things we we did this this last February is um, of all places. Uh, we took a, uh, I took my, uh, director of sales, uh, who, who kind of runs our, our, uh, buyer agent side of the, how many the, people on so, your team, by the way? So I've got 13 employees okay. now, okay. you know, uh, and that, that's spread across three, uh, businesses. Uh, and it, if we have time, we can get into that a little bit. It's not as necessary, but the, um, uh, but a bulk of them work on the real estate side. Got it. So, uh, we're heavy on the support side. So again, we, we, we put our money where our mouth is. So, so I have a very good support staff. And, yeah, an, and, and we do that because we, we know, uh, we've got to make sure that if we're mm-hmm. going to handle the volume of business that we do, your people got to be out there. Working. We, we, yeah. we, we've got to have a good support staff yeah. that is taking good care of our clients because, yeah. uh, because there's going to be times where I'm with a client. And when I'm with a client, I'm fully engaged in that client. Mm-hmm. You know, like my, you notice I don't wear an Apple Watch. I used to. I actually Ew, got rid of it. You can't. I had got rid for of a it. month. Yeah, so. because it was just. It was just. Look, I need to, to be fully tunnel. engaged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so for, um, so for us, what we're doing different. So we we took a trip out to Iowa in February. Uh, one of this this amazing team that's out there, uh, Amy Weans Real Estate, um, and they. If you can get her on the show, you should do that. Okay. I'm, I'm, no, I'm serious. If she you're is, listening, she is phenomenal. If you're listening, we like having good people on the show. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so uh, she's got a great team. Uh, mm-hmm. She's she's independent. She she ha- was part of a broker left, Started went on, independent. Yeah, um, she has. Um, uh, they closed in in Iowa, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, which would be I'd, I'd equate it to be a similar size of like Ann Arbor. Okay. Okay. Um, she did 600 deals last year. Oh. It, which is like 30% of their market. A good friend of mine is from Iowa. He lives here, married a friend of mine. We're very close. And, yeah. he, and he goes back and forth there. So he'll be, I'll be interested to ask him about that because he yeah. probably knows her. He, His family did, lives in Iowa. Yeah. Do you know where? Uh, dude, I have no idea. Okay. I'll call yeah. him. Most people think it's it's just mainly cornfields and then there's a few cities. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, she's, she's got a phenomenal business, does a great job. And, uh, and, and anyway, so we went out and studied her for a week. It's genius, dude. I love yeah. that. I love and that. Just, you're not, you don't, your ego's not too big to say, I can't learn from someone right, else. That's right, awesome. Right. And uh, I learned two primary things. One, that I'm super jealous of her. Okay. She's, got, <laughs> she's got probably the best real estate team I've ever, I've ever witnessed and, and laid eyes on. I got to get her. Uh, so yeah, so she's, she's phenomenal. But two is that uh, while I was there, it was just amazing. But, but uh, um, uh, I just hope someday that my team says, to meet to people that come and maybe tour us someday, mm-hmm. the things that they all said about her, and 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 it's her She's character, right? She's a good leader. So yeah. every one of them said, like I, I, we do what we do because of Amy. We care so much about her because she cared so much about us. She took such good. So a lot of times when we think of our clients or think about you know doing good for people, right? We sometimes focus just all of our energy on our clients, and then we treat. The people no. uh, that were on yes. there that 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 are the reason I'm where I'm at, like all my employees, that, like crap, right? Yeah. And and so we it happens a lot in our it, industry. It does. So you know, a lot. It does. Well, you you you, I, you it's know, profits I, over I, people. I'll never I'll never name drop some of these, but the, there's these these models out there, you know, big team models where well, the, you see a revolving door because the people don't matter. And it's just well, yeah. and eventually <laughs> it's, it it becomes a mutiny. Right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this this captain's left on an island. And Correct. Yeah, has to figure out how to live. Yeah, 
Yeah, and we've seen see, seen some of that too. Yeah. So, so I think the bottom line for me is, is like I know that I'm where I'm at today because of the 13 people that work for me, mm-hmm. and I try to do my darndest within my means to take great care of them. Yeah, and if I can take great care of them, uh, they're more motivated to take great care of our clients, and and then if we're all taking great care of our clients, we're going to see that that trickle down effect of of our our biggest portion of our business, our past clients, our sphere, and our referrals growing like we did last year. So we started doing the client appreciation events a couple of years ago and we've seen a 10% hike even though our business has grown and we're seeing an increase in business. We're also seeing an increase in those three categories by 10% because we're just starting to love on our people even more than we already were. Right. And you know, you know certain industries, not ours in particular, but like when a group grows 10%, like for example, in like financial advising, right? When you have a team the team has assets, right? And yeah. when those assets grow 10%, everyone makes 10% more money yeah. that year. Yeah, it's versus, a big deal. You know, with us, it's easier, especially like a team, like, hey, we killed it this year. Yeah. But why is my check the same, right? Yeah. Or you get yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah. I did double the work and got paid the same. Everyone yeah. should be taken care of, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yes. You've got to treat your people great. So so for us, like what we're trying to do to to, to learn with the market shifting and things like that is is what are other people doing um, in sometimes more challenging markets than we're even in? You know, because uh, that market is not a super transient market. We're we benefit in in Metro Detroit because it's super transient. Yeah, I mean, how many how many coming in, going in and out? Yeah, three yeah, three yeah. years, right? You, there's so many times where Ford or GM or Chrysler or UPS or um, you know FedEx or where you know wherever the big companies are that are bringing people in, Detroit's usually a stop along the way for a promotion. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, unless it. it's the big three, yeah. a lot of the other companies that aren't headquarters here, but they have a presence here. Yeah. We're just a stop, a necessary yeah. stop. And that's not slowing down. We're getting more and more companies Correct. investing yeah. in Detroit. Correct. So we're going to have a lot more of that. Correct. That's interesting. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so, there's... so we benefit from a very transient society. And so there's always going to be business for us. It's just a, how's it going to look, right? right? Like what are the challenges that we're going to be up against, you know, in terms of, you know, is it, is it more of a buyer's market? Is it more neutral? Is it seller's market? What, what is going on? But ultimately there? what I'm hearing from you, which is, which is really interesting. You're like, my strategy is my strategy today. It's just do good work yeah. and take advantage of yeah. whatever opportunities we have available to us. But within that, the fabric of who we are does not change. No, we don't change. We just might, um, we might focus on, how we communicate through those challenges. Because really, at the end of the day, if you think about it, in any market, um, the goal of the buyer or seller is the same. I want to buy a house. I want to sell a house. That's it. Yeah, no, and I want to be it. happy but doing the difference yeah. is how to go, right? Like, yeah. For example, on our end, we can close a deal in 12 days. Right. But how to go. Right. right. Was this person like, dude, this, <laughs> this, this was, was frantic a nightmare. Yeah, and it, it was, was like, a, yeah. yeah. It was or, terrible, right? Or like, um, you know, situations where, um, you know, if you're, um, uh, I think uh, something on our end is, is if it's, if I don't care if it gets clear to close in 12 days, if the seller can't right. vacate, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if it, and we put a lot of extra undue well, stress on the whole situation. Now, can you get out? Of it, I want to do that. Now, it almost know, causes the opposite of Communication is the biggest thing, right? Yes. So like, for example, like on our end. Hey, we want to lock this interest rate, right? Yeah. If I lock 15 days, I get you a better deal. Yeah. You lock 15 days and then you realize, oh, wait, this isn't closing for 28. Yeah. Yeah, I got to do an extension. The market's yeah. worse, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, we we'll get that with with uh, like we'll have a purchase agreement that yeah. has a particular, Sorry, particular date. Sorry, expires. Yeah. yeah, 
And I'm like, well, why? <laughs> why did you? Why did you get a lock that expired like ten days before? Because their the doesn't care. Right. Yeah. Right. You didn't ask questions, right. It's right? A transaction. Right. So, so, so I think to, to answer the question is is for the biggest shift for us is just uh, and we we talk weekly in our in our mm-hmm. team meetings about what are the objections that we're experiencing, what are the objections we know we will be experiencing as this market shifts, um, and how can we better articulate then that conversation? And I think uh, a couple of podcasts uh, ago, you guys had somebody on that, that talked about. Um, um, the power of meeting with people like mm. on the front end yeah. and setting expectations, like communication being such a big thing, setting, yeah. right? So I, I think that's one of the big things is that like we hardly at all will work with a buyer if they haven't come in and, and done a buyer consult. And so yeah. we'll sit down with them. You have to understand we'll, them. We're we'll go through the process. Failure. We'll let them know exactly what this is going to look like. And uh, here's a perfect example. So we had a lead that contacted us. Um, I've got somebody on the front end that, that uh, is an internal sales mm-hmm. guy. So he yeah, set, they're handling he's that. Set, the, set the appointment with one of my buyer's agents. My buyer's agent sat down with them. Uh, went through everything. They had already found kind of online two properties that they were really interested in. They're ready to go, right? And yeah. so, so uh, the the buyer consultation set the expectation, right? So they knew exactly what this process was going to look like. They already had two properties that they really liked. So buyer's agent put them in the car, went and looked at them. They were like on opposite ends of Metro Detroit, so it was like it yeah. was like big drive time between each. The second house they fell in love with, wrote the offer, and they're closing in twenty days. Right. And it's just like that. I mean, if all of them worked that way, that'd be awesome. Right. Right. But it's just, it's when you set those expectations, you go out there, you're not, like I tell our clients or our uh, agents all the time, we're not showing homes, we're selling them. All right. Yeah. So when you're out there with them and you know what they want, and you need to help remind them, hey, you told me this was important. This was important. This was important. You revisit that when you're out at the house and you say, hey, guys, remember when you said the open floor plan was really important? So to you? important to do that. Yeah. Man. Look at how open this floor plan is. Right. You know, when you, you, you said you don't have a lot of extra money because you guys are still paying off student loan debt and you wanted to make sure that, that you, you got something that was more move in ready, right. you know? Uh, so whatever it is, you, you just, you, if you know your client really well and you actually care about them and it's not just a transactional experience, you can then uh, speak to that as you're out with them. Same thing on the listing side. You know, I'm, I'm constantly saying, guys, you, like I just had a client, you mentioned Florida, who was selling their Plymouth ranch home, um, which we sold for way over asking price with multiple offers because it's a super desirable type of home. And uh, they were moving down to Florida. And so as we were talking through that, they had a particular net that was important to them. And the only way we were going to get that net is if I got an over-asking offer. And we did by, by uh, 12 grand. And, and even with that, you know, quite honestly, their net when all said and done was a little bit less than what they wanted. You know, and but I just, you gave proper expectations. Yeah, they did. Good. And I shaved, I shaved the commission just to – they didn't even ask. You I just shaved it to keep it yeah. right at their net. Yes. I gave up like like six seven hundred. But you did the right thing. But I did so so that and he, I didn't say anything. He noticed. Oh, he did. He did. He didn't notice. And he thanked me profusely. He's like, "You didn't have to do that." I said, "I know," but you told me you wanted a certain net. That's what I did. And we were really close. And why not? Yeah, you know, consider that a closing gift. So we're we're running out of time. So we got about five more minutes. So we do a a thing on the show. Yeah, you heard three questions. Yeah, totally random. First one's always the same. Uh, First one is what scares Jeffrey Packer? Yeah. Um, losing 
unexpectedly like one of my kids or my, my uh, wife, oh, you know, like a tragic oh, thing. Yeah, that that's had to go that's, there. I know. I'm sorry. No, well, it's a little damn. fresh for me because we just we just lost our office manager. He was recognized at the party. Yes, 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 yes. Thirty three years yes. old. Wow. Yeah. Had a, had so, a heart issue and and died. Uh, and tragic, tragic. Yeah. And and so it's a little fresh, but that would that's literally if I have one fear in life, that's it. That's the yeah. yeah. For me personally, yeah, like bumps, bro. yeah, I know. Look, I, me too. Dude. Hey no, man, no joke. hey, no like joke. my 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 wife and kids are up north right now. And I was FaceTiming them on the way here. Yeah. And honestly, I just cannot wait to hug them yeah. tomorrow night That's when awesome. they get back because it's just like they're, they're, they're everything. They're why we work yep. hard and sacrifice and do all that we do in this business. I'm going to start crying. So, so I know, man. Hey, we can hug. We can <laughs> hug it out. We can hug it out. Uh, for sure. All right. Well, we'll lighten it up a little do bit. Do we even need the other two questions? No, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't so, end on that note. No. So yeah. if, if you were stranded on a desert island mm. by yourself and yeah. you can only have one no item, family. One item, no one, one item. item with you. One item. What would you have on that Ooh. island with you for the rest of your life? Are, are we talking about a tropical island? Yes, it's a tropical island. Tropical. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, coconuts, whatever you want. Yeah. But, but what do you, what are you going to have? What's that one item? Yeah, sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Look. Practical. Look. I'm <laughs> absolutely practical. I, I, nothing. I've I've watched that naked and afraid, and yeah. I've seen those people that like get fried. I and get then, bug like, spray, bro. Yeah. Well, that was my other thought was maybe bug spray, but no, I I need to protect myself from from the sun. So if you could take Bring over, a nice machete, yeah, and chop down, <laughs> no, no. And make yourself a shelter. Yeah, but you don't want to be all. You know, yeah, you might, might have meetings. The I, bugs are brutal. I, yeah, true, true. Yeah, there's a lot of things I I need. I probably wouldn't survive. I, look, I look, I, I would, would not. I would not be like Tom Hanks. No, you know, no. like I, I maybe that's what I should have said. I just need a volleyball. A volleyball. If you could get me you a need volleyball, a Wilson. that's all I you need. need a Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question is: If you could be a CEO of any company in the in the world and just take it over, what company would you be the CEO of? Oh, Ramsey Solutions. Who's that? You know Dave Ramsey? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, not <laughs> Gordon Ramsey. <laughs> I can't yell at people when they make me a good dish. Yeah. I like I don't yeah, know. This is crap. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the best thing you ever. No, ate. but oh, yeah, I've met Dave. Uh, had dinner with him a couple of times. I've been very fortunate to be yeah. in a position to do that. But that dude is smart. straight up smart. smart. Did it the hard way, you know, like so you uh, kick him out, uh, take over. No, no, no. I wouldn't want to kick him out, but I would just, you know, I'd keep him on as a, a board Good of directors, right? yeah. you know, and <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I'd absolutely take over That's that business. Cool. I mean, he's look, he operates his business debt free. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm taking over a business that's not in a financial problem, Correct. right? They do they they actually provide a service that helps people. They give value. They get value. tremendous value. Yeah. It's not like I'm selling something that's that's mm-hmm. that's that's detrimental, right? No, like I'm selling helping. Yeah. super helpful stuff. And he's in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. Which is Nashville's like if you've cool never city. been to Nashville, it's like it's one cool of my yeah. favorite cities in, in the United States. Nash man. Vegas is oh, nice. It is awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely take. And if uh, if it meant I also got his house, that'd be great too. I'm sure he's got a beautiful house. I've never yeah. seen it, but I'm yeah. sure it's nice. Uh, listen, Jeff, I, we really appreciate you. I mean, yeah. your insight is really, really good. I think you've got a, a really good thing going. Tell the audience how they can get a hold of you or your team uh, if they're looking for anything from you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, we're, we're, we're located in Plymouth, but uh, you can always email me, Jeff, at welcomehomedetroit.com. Our website's welcomehomedetroit.com. And then uh, our cell phone numbers is uh, 734 Seven zero seven seven nine nine two. One more time with the number. Yep, seven three four seven zero seven seven nine nine two. By the way, I'm always interested when people get good sevens. domain names. Yeah. Welcome home, Detroit. That's great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my immediate thought too. I was like, I, man, that's good. Yeah. So that's how I think. I like it's just, the only problem is it's a really long domain name. Yeah, you know, but, like, yeah. It, it, but it's yeah. it's but easy cool. to spell. But it's the, cool. the short yeah. ones are really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not like uh, where there's. 
two of the same letter next to each other. Right. Yeah. Those, although, are, those are hard. Although, although for uh, people from out of the area, Detroit's not an easy city to no. spell. Yeah. And they'll like, get it wrong oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like pronouncing yeah. Grashit yeah. if you're not from here. Yeah. How about Grashit? How about Shainer? Lasser. How about Lasser? I can never spell Shainer. Go to the UP and try to pronounce some of those names. Don't you know? Don't you know? Listen, again, it's an absolute pleasure. We really, really appreciate your insight. It was great. Great information. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Please go to irepodcast.com, go to iTunes iTunes, subscribe, like, share, do all of that stuff. And uh, review. We'd like a review. Yeah, we'd like more reviews. We need more reviews. I Smash like. that subscribe button. Is that, the, is that the term? Yeah, the YouTube. The YouTube. <laughs> My kids been watching a lot of YouTube. <laughs> by yeah. the way, by the way, just so Smash everybody knows, before we go, YouTube is the future. When your two and three year old know how to use YouTube, you uh, know that's going to be ingrained in them for the rest of their lives. So true. You get YouTube on YouTube is heaven, dude. Yeah, YouTube is I mean, great. Anything and, you want, and it's know. an unvalued yeah. yeah. like platform of... in our demographic. So anybody out there that isn't on YouTube, get on it. So love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Next week is Barry Habib. Look for that episode. It's really, really good. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 